without much further talking, I'd like to invite our own one and only Mr. Okutu to share the word with us today. Please let's give him a round of applause. I hope I can take off my mask. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Are you expectant today? Yes. Oh, I cannot feel you. Yes. Are you expectant today? Yes. Are you expectant today? Yes. I don't think so. Even when we were doing the worship and all that, some of us were just standing there as if um, should I say God hasn't done anything in our lives? Even if God hasn't done anything in your life, the fact that you are sound, your mind is working perfectly, and you've been able to wake up from your bed, and you've made a decision to come to church this morning, that alone is enough. But when we come here and we are doing our worship and our praises, we're just standing there as if nothing is going on with our lives. Is it fair to God? Answer me. Is it fair to God? Is it fair to God? It's not fair. It's not fair at all. Anyway, today I'm privileged to be the one to minister to you. Um, the absence of uh, our father and our bishop, Uncle Biju, uh, who is away, he extends his greetings to all of you, and he says that he's missed everybody, and that he can't wait to see us next week. Hallelujah. And then I also want to thank uh, our facilitators for all the wonderful things that they've been doing. God bless your facilitators. You see, some of you don't understand, but the facilitators are always praying for you. How many of how many of you are aware of that? How many of you are aware? Let me see by hands. Let me I'll prove it to you. <laughs> how many of you are aware that we've been praying for you? You see, you don't know. We pray for you. We have special times that we pray for you. Apart from the Saturdays that you see us here, and then we are praying together. In the course of the week, too, we spend quality time to pray for you. The more reason why you cannot disappoint us and above all disappoint God. Amen. Let's give a hand of applause to our facilitators. Because I know you people, you don't pray for us but it's okay. It's not true. So you've been praying for us too. Oh, then clap for yourself too for praying for us. God bless you for praying for us. We appreciate your prayers. And then 
last week we were talking about um, the Bible challenge. How many of us remember? Or let me see, how many of us were in church last week? Okay. So how many of us succeeded with the Bible challenge in the course of the week? Let's be very honest with ourselves. We are before God. Let's see by hands. Those of us, if you know genuinely that you were very successful in the course of the week with the Bible challenge, let me see your hands up. Let me see by hands. Wow. Be on your feet. Those of you who are very successful, let me see you upstanding. Let me see. So where are the hands that went up? Okay, I can see one here. Okay, two, three, four, five. Wow, what a shock. <laughs> because last week, the way Uncle Biju ministered about the whole thing, I was expecting that we take it very serious. Let me see. Okay, God bless you. Those of you were 100%. God bless you. Let me see those of us who were able to do 50% going. Let me see our hands up. 50% going. Let us also be upstanding. Doing some statistics to see our performance. We have to scrutinize ourselves. Okay, it's quite a number two. So it means that the rest of us, we have... I, I don't want to use the word failed, but we need to improve. Please, you can have your seat. The rest of us, we need to improve. Um, I don't see why, but most of you took the sheets, right? Most of you took it. How many of you took the sheets? Almost everybody took it. Oh, not everybody. But majority of us took it. Anyway, that's fine. It's, it's okay. Uh, Moro, come in. We are going to start. And, uh, Moro will do some two songs for me, and then I will start to minister. Let's be upstanding as we receive God's move in this place. I want you to open up your spirits and open up your hearts. Even as you are about to start today's meeting, your life will not be the same. I want you to lift up your hands into the heavens as they lead us into some short period of worship. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 As your ministry, you can say a word of prayer and say that, Lord, your word that is coming today, I want you to speak to me directly. I want you to minister to me directly. I want to hear your voice today. Rico Sutada Bayada Baba 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 Baba. 
up your hands. Begin to pray. The Lord should open your hearts. Open up your spirit, man, and touch your spirit.
How many of us believe that God is going to speak to us today? Yes. God is going to speak to you this morning. When you read the book of Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 16, it speaks about how David was anointed by the prophet Samuel himself. It wasn't an easy process because when God spoke to Samuel to anoint David, when he looked at the criteria that had been given to him, David did not qualify. So when he even went to the house of Jesse and he told Jesse that God had asked him to come to his house to anoint one of his sons as king of Israel. Jesse did not even call David because David did not meet the standard. So he started calling his other sons to come because to him, they are the ones who are more qualified to be king. But as we all know, they all came one after the other, but when they came, the Lord rejected each and every one of them. So the prophet Saul finally asked Jesse, are these all the sons that you have? 
all the sons that you have. And he said, oh no, there is one other one. He's tending a sheep. It's a young shepherd. And Samuel said they should bring the young man. And lo and behold, when they brought David, the Lord spoke to Samuel and said, he's the one. What I'm trying to say is, or what I want to tell you this morning is that for some time now, we've been talking about hearing the voice of God. And some of us have put ourselves in some particular bracket. That's, oh, when it comes to those things, I am not part. How many of us think that way sometimes? Oh, let's be honest with ourselves. Because I've been at your age before. And we think that when it comes to hearing God's voice, it's for the prophets, it's for the archbishops, it's for the bishops, it's for the apostles, and it's for all those people who spend a lot of time in prayer and fast for 40 days and 40 nights. Isn't that true? So I'm here to tell you that you are also a qualified person to hear God's voice. After today's meeting, you understand why you are qualified. After today's meeting, God is going to speak to you like never before. You, you will be amazed because some of us have ruled ourselves out for a very long time. And I'll share a short experience with you before I go to my main message for today. I'm just trying to, uh, how do I say, build up. When I was a young, born-again Christian, I got born again here. Yes. And I spent over, let's say, 15 years to 18 years only in this same place. Yes, I used to be like some of you. I come to church. I do all those things that you are doing. And what some of you have not been doing. That refusing to join departments. Refusing to come for church programs and all that. So when we became born again, we used to come here to be praying. We have our own all night. We do our own things. Which nowadays we no longer see here. We organize our own prayer meetings, even on weekdays. We do our own prayer meetings and we prophesy amongst ourselves. Hallelujah. But now we don't see those things here. But I pray that those things will come back again. Oh, I didn't hear any amen because you are not interested. So, I remember one of those days we came here and we heard that there was a program at Bading Power. How many of you know Bading Power Hall in Accra? How many of you know Bading Power? Wow. But how many of you know Accra very well? You don't know Accra too. People don't know Accra. You don't know Accra. So where do you know? Okay. Let me proceed with my story. 
So Amtia Coffee's church used to be at Baden Power Hall. And we used to go there for all night. Myself, Chief Nana, my wife, and the rest. We were very young, 17, 18 years there about. We used to go there to pray. One of the days, I went by myself. Daddy, I didn't go with anybody. I went alone. I went alone. And in that meeting, they said that we should all sow a seed. And I had, I don't remember the amount, but I had some money on me. As a young man, you don't expect me to have a lot. And I had a lot of coins. And I heard a voice telling me that I should sow all the seed that I brought to church. I didn't understand. But I kept on hearing that voice telling me that I should sow everything I bought. All the money I bought to church, I should put it in the basket and go home. Now, I'm not, I wasn't driving. I have to go and pick a car from Accra to Spintex. So I decided to take uh, portions of the money for transportation and then I'll use the rest to sow a seed. But when I took that money, I heard another voice telling me that I should add that money, pay everything. And that same voice told me that I will not walk home. I'll, he will sort me out. So I gave out all the money and then we closed. Now the harder part of the the work has come. How to get home. I saw a car parked, loading truck from The same voice said, I should go and sit down. They are laughing. Go and sit down. And make sure you sit at the front seat where the mate is sitting. Sit, sit next to him by the window. <laughs> I don't have, mind you, I don't have any money on me. And I went to join the car. Sat there just exactly where I was asked to sit. Sit there. The same voice told me, the mate is not going to see you. You will not be seen. So when he's asking for the money, don't even look at him. Because he's not going to ask you. And then we moved. Yes, we moved. We started moving. When we got to Independence Square, he started taking his money. And as you already know, when you are sitting closer to the mates, you'll be the what? The first person to be what? Asked to bring money. Yes, started. Took the people at the front, came to my lane, took the gentleman's money. I was next. But the mates skipped me. And they went to the back took their money. But you see, after the mate skipped me, I'm going to do this very fast so I can preach. After the mate skipped me, I started hearing another voice telling me that, you wait. When we get to Osu, he will ask you for money. Now I started boiling. So am I really hearing well? When we got to Osu, nothing happened. And then we got to Nongwa. And another voice told me, just calm down. Where you've gotten to is okay. You come down here and walk home. Because if he should ask you for the money, you don't know what is going to happen. But I heard God's voice again. He said, continue the journey. This is not how I want it to end. Sit inside. Let's go and get to your destination. 
Are you enjoying the story? This is real, though. This is real. So we move from Nungwai, we're coming. Still, he was taking other people. People were coming down, other people were joining. So, of course, when a new people come, he has to take their money. But still, he wasn't asking me for money. And then we got to ST Junction. When we got to ST Junction, I think I was the only person alive in there. And I said, mate, but you mate you are. the driver, somebody who I like. I came down from the car. I came out. I didn't pay a dime. What I want to arrive at is that when you hear God's voice, Everything about your life will be settled. You are not catching the revelation. Since that time, my life about some things have changed. Unless I haven't heard. There are other experiences I can share. But this one is the most important to me because I experienced what it meant to hear God's voice. Because there were other contrary voices speaking to me in the process. I could have decided to listen to one of those voices and probably alighted on the way. But the testimony wouldn't have been nice. Two of us. It wouldn't have been nice. It wouldn't have been a nice testimony. So that's how mine started. After today's meeting, God is going to touch some of you in this place. And when God touches you, He's going to open your ears. When God touches you today, it's going to open up your spirit. When God touches you this morning, it's going to open every aspect of your life. That when he speaks to you, you are going to hear him directly. Some people are like, oh, how can I hear God's voice directly? It's not possible. You can't hear God. But God speaks to us directly. The last time I was listening to Bishop Oyedepo, and he was saying something about how he started his church and how in one of their meetings, uh, members of his church had to go home. He didn't know their homes. So after the meeting, they left. But then there was something they had to discuss before they leave. But they had all left. So he was there with his wife. And then the Holy Spirit ministered to him that he's taking him to their house where they live. He's taking him there. And they started hearing an audible voice. Stand up. He said he stood up. I'm wetting your appetite small, okay? He stood up. He said, move forward. He started moving forward. And then the same voice said, turn right. And then he turned right. He didn't, mind you, 
He didn't know their house. So he was just going. He was listening to this audible voice speaking to him. That is the voice of God. He was just listening. They turn left. And then you turn left. Move straight. Then you move straight. And then he said he got to a house. And when he got to that house, he realized that one of the members of his fellowship, he had washed his clothes and he has hanged it on the line. So when he got there, the spirit of the Lord told him that that is where they stay. God can direct you. God can speak to you. The Bible says that they that are led by the Spirit are what? Are they that shall be what? Called the sons of God. If you are not led by the Spirit, you cannot say that you are a son of God. Yes. If you are not led by the Spirit, you cannot say you are what? A child of God. But now, we live like we are physical beings. Hallelujah. Let's read something from Amos chapter 3, verse 3. Moses, I said I want NIV. Don't forget. Okay. NIV. Amos chapter 3, verse 3. I hope you all came with our notebooks and our pens and our Bible. You have to take some notes. It's going to be very interactive. Very, very interactive. I believe that it will be a very powerful meeting. Amos chapter 3, verse 3. You don't have an IV? Okay. Then give me Amplified or New King James Version. You don't have New King James too? Hey. So which one do you have? King James. Okay. Let's do King James Version. Are we being blessed? Are you enjoying the meeting already? Are you sure? Amos chapter 3, verse 3. Will somebody volunteer to read for me? Let's start from verse 1 so that you will understand it well. Amos 3, verse 1. Let's start from the 1, but I'll focus more on the 3. Say, yeah, this. No, let's read it together. Let's read it together. Let's start. Hear this word that the Lord has spoken against you. I cannot hear you people well. Let's start again. Hear this word that the Lord has spoken against you. O children of Israel, against the whole family which I brought up from the land of Egypt, saying, You only have I known of all the families of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you for all your iniquities. Three, can two walk together except they be agreed? Let's read that portion again. The three. Let's read the three again. For the last time, can two walk together except they be agreed? Okay. So, we are born again Christians. We have given our lives to Christ. After giving our life to Christ, now we are starting what? A new relationship with Jesus Christ. True or false? Yes. And what's the point in having a relationship uh, with someone that you are not receiving any feedback from? If you are in a relationship with someone, you expect that what? When you speak to the person, the person will speak back to you. True or false? The person must speak back to you. 
That is what, that's what will make their relationship look what? Nice. Yes, when you are getting feedback. So, like you and your parents, when you need something, you communicate it to them. And then they communicate it back to you, right? If you want something, you tell your parents, Daddy, I want this, I want that. And then he will tell you, oh, I can afford it. Oh, I can't. Let's wait. Let's do this. That is it. And for those of you who have decided to have boyfriends and girlfriends, so you know what it means. When you are calling your boyfriend or your girlfriend and he's not picking up, then you are worried. <laughs> I shouldn't use boyfriend or girlfriend. Let's use special friend. That one looks nicer, oh? Our besties and our special friends. Because we don't want it to look like the worldly one. Meanwhile, too, it's the same thing. We're just deceiving ourselves. So, that special friend, if you're not hearing from him or her, you send a WhatsApp message to that special friend and you don't see the blue. Is it a blue tick or what? Blue tick, right? Uh huh. Whatever it is called. If you are not seeing it, then you are worried. Or even when you see that he has read it, it's not responding, then you are worried. Because you are not getting what? A feedback. You are not getting a feedback. It's the same way with our relationship with God. When you become a born again Christian, the next thing that you have to focus on is to have some sort of communication, some form of relationship with Jesus Christ. And that relationship involves communication. Like you, you talk to him. That's why we spend time in prayer. You can't always be praying without hearing God's voice. Then what's the essence of praying? When you're praying, you must be receiving feedback from God. That is why God is always answering our prayers. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, I'm not feeling you before. Hallelujah. Good. So, when you talk to God and God is talking back to you by answering your prayers, then you're excited. You're happy about it. Yeah. So when you become a Christian or a born again Christian and you are now working with Jesus, you expect that he'll be speaking to you. Yes. Communion. Fellowship. Ah, that is what the word is saying in Amos chapter 3, verse 3. There is some sort of agreement. Yes, we want to work together. So because we want to work together, we must be what? Chatting. We must be talking to each other. We must be receiving feedback from each other. If you are not receiving feedback, then it means that what? The relationship is not going well. So that is how we start backsliding. When you stop praying and you are not hearing God's voice, then it means that what? You are backsliding. But you see, God is always speaking to us. We are always hearing the voice of God. But we choose sometimes not to listen to the voice of God. You are writing exams in school. You realize that everybody in your class some way, somehow is copying. They are cheating. Yes, they are cheating in class. Because the chance has come for everybody to do it. And as a child of God, you know you know, God is speaking to you. Don't do so. But you make your own decision. You make your own decision because the opportunity has come. Let's make good use of it. 
if I miss this opportunity, everybody is going to get 90%. Everybody is going to get 85%. What if God doesn't help me? But the same word of God says that I have made you the head and not the tail. That you cannot believe in the word that you have heard concerning your life. That even as God has told you that you be the head and not the tail, you still want to rely on what your other friends are doing. It happens, true or false. It happens. It happens. It happens. We've all been there before. But I pray that you will not be a part of it from today. You don't like it. I say you will not be a part of those things from today in the name of Jesus. You will not be a part of it. You will be exempted when it comes to those things. They can choose to do those things, but you are not part. When God is speaking to us, he expects us to also position ourselves well. If you are not in a very good position, you cannot hear the voice of God. It's like watching TV or listening to radio. The TV stations, they are there. But until you tune in to one of them, you will not get feedback. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to watch TV3, if you don't change your whatever to TV3, you will not get feedback from TV3, right? You will not. If you want to listen to sweet melodies, if you don't tune your radio sets to sweet melodies, you will not get any feedback from sweet melodies. Yeah. That's how it is. So we need to also position and put ourselves in a particular way that when God is speaking to us, we'll be able to what? Receive it. So that leads me to the next, my next point. Now, we'll be asking ourselves, how can I position myself to, to also hear from God? How? How do I position myself? I, I'm able to finish this thing. How do I position myself? I hope you are, we are writing. Because I'm not seeing anybody writing. How do I position myself to hear God's voice? Let's open John 16, verse 12. John 16, verse 12 to 13. John 16, verse 12 to 13. First, we have to expect to hear God's voice. That's the first step. You must be expectant. You must be expectant to hear God's voice. And first, uh, John 16, verse 12 to 13. I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. 13. Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Hallelujah. The Lord himself wants us 
to be very expectant. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs 124 that the, the expectations of the righteous will not be cut short. It will not be cut short. So if you are here and you are believing God that you will expect that God will speak to you on a daily basis, trust me, you will hear his voice. You will hear his voice because the first step is that you need to be expectant. You need to be desirous about it. You must desire that you will hear God's voice concerning your life. Hallelujah. And then the second one. Okay, before I go to that one, I want us to to read something from Matthew 26, 36 to 46. Jesus went to the Mount of Gethsemane to pray. He realized that his time was getting close. And he needed to get a confirmation. A confirmation as to whether he still had to go to the cross or not. He was expectant to hear God's voice. So he went into hiding with his uh, disciples. And there the Bible says that he went to pray. Let's read it. John 16, no, Matthew 26. 26. Eh? Then came Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane and said unto the disciples, sit here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then said he unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here, and watch with me. And he went a little further, and fell on his face, and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. Hallelujah. Jesus has gotten to his, 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 his gotten to that point where he cannot handle it anymore. And he was so expectant. Right now, he has to hear God's voice. Whether he has to finish the task or not. If you want to hear God's voice, you must be expectant. And in that expectant mood, you have to be what? Prayerful. Nowadays, when they say prayer, we are tired. Some of us don't even know the last time we prayed for 20 minutes. How many of us here have spent more than 20 minutes in prayer last week? 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. May the Lord grant us grace. The second one I want to talk about is that we must also learn to create an atmosphere to hear from God in terms of our, of, um, our attitude. Our attitude. There are some particular attitudes that when you have, there is no way you can hear God's voice. If you are walking in sin, you don't expect that God will speak to you. No. 
God doesn't speak to people who are, who are, who are, who are sin, sin, sinful. Some of you are saying that, oh, but we are all uh, sinners. Yes, we are sinners. But some of us, we, are, we don't repent from our sins. So if you don't repent from your sins, God will not speak to you. Yes. You don't respect shun everybody at home. You don't do your chores. You don't study for your exams. You don't prepare for anything. You are just living your life. But if you are just living your life, how do you expect that God will speak to you? God will not speak to you. Because you've taken your life into your own hands. Yes. If you've taken your life into your own hands, what, what will God do? Maybe when he's speaking to you, you're not here because you've taken an entrenched position in your life. I mean, this is what I'm doing. Nothing will stop me. I've decided. Attitude. But when, when you position yourself in a particular manner, God will speak to you. Yes. God will speak to you. So when you read about someone like Joseph, Joseph was very clean. Very, very clean. So God spoke to him through a dream. And the Lord told him what he was going to. He, he didn't even know until he went to tell his parents about it. That this is what he saw in a dream. That the stars and the moon and the sun, they are all bowing before him. Why am I saying he was a clean young man? So when his brother even his brother sold him into slavery, and he was in the house of Potiphar, when Potiphar's wife came to tempt him, he overcame. Yes. How many of us can do that? The young men here. How many of us can overcome? Are you sure? You can overcome. You shall, you shall, you shall overcome. When Joseph saw the nakedness of Potiphar's wife, he wasn't moved. He wasn't. Yes, he wasn't moved by the nakedness. But you see, the way the Bible was describing it, we can say the woman was a very pretty woman. From the description. The Bible is giving you can say she was a very pretty one because uh, Potiphar himself was a big man. So he didn't expect a big man to roll with an ordinary woman. Hallelujah. So the kind of attitude we also put will determine whether God can speak to us. Can God trust you with some things? The reason why God was revealing those things to Joseph was because he knew he could trust him. He knew he could count on him. Yes. So even after Potiphar's wife said a lie about Joseph and Joseph went into prison, the Lord still made a way for him. How did God make a way for him? Because they, they, they said the king had a, a dream concerning what was going to happen to the land of Egypt and he needed someone to interpret the dream. But meanwhile, when he was in prison, he had met the chief butler and the chief baker in prison. 
And the both of them had dreams and they needed interpretation to that dream. And Joseph called them and gave the interpretation of those dreams. But they said the chief baker left the prison. He was called back based on the dream that he had. He was called back. So when the king had a dream and the king needed someone to interpret the dream, he went to call his prophets. His prophets could not interpret the dream. And then the chief baker remembered that there was a young man he met whilst he was in prison. That's Joseph. And he recommended that Joseph should be brought to the king to interpret the dream. He has led a good life. Even in prison, he was doing ministry. So when he came out and he met the king, he interpreted the dream. And what happened next? He became the prime minister. When you hear God's voice, your life will change. When God speaks to you, your life will change. We must also learn to have a listening spirit. A listening spirit. The last time Uncle Bishop was speaking about the man called Naaman. Let's open to the book of um, is it 2 Kings verse 5. Let's, let's read about Naaman. Naaman was a very stubborn man. Like, no, I, oh, I don't want to say some of us. No, we are not stubborn. No. We are not stubborn. And the Bible describes Naaman as a very stubborn person because he had so much power. Are you opening it for me? Second Kings 5. Now Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master and honorable because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor, but he was a leper. And the Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captive out of the land of Israel a little maid, and she waited on Naaman's wife. So now you see, Naaman is a sick man. He needs help. Naaman needs help. He has to be cured from his uh, leprosy or whatever they call it. He has to be cured. And she said unto her mistress, Will God, my Lord, wherewith the prophet that is in Samaria? For he will recover him of his leprosy. So now they are making a recommendation for Naaman. For him to go and see the prophet so that he will be healed from his leprosy. And one went in and told his Lord, saying, Thus and, and thus said the maid. Hey, as for King James, that's not easy. That is of the land of Israel. And the king of Israel said, Go to go, and I will send a letter unto the king of Israel. And he departed and took with him ten talents of silver and six thousand pieces of gold and ten changes of raiment. Let's move on. And he brought a letter to the king of Israel, saying, Now when this letter is come unto thee, behold, I have therewith sent Naaman my servant to thee, that thou mayest recover him of his leprosy. And it came to pass, when the king of Israel had read the letter, that he rent his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and to make alive? that this man does send unto me to recover a man of his leprosy. Wherefore, consider, I pray you, and see how he seeketh a quarrel against me. The king is not happy. And it was so, when Elisha, the man of God, had heard that the king of Israel had rent his clothes, that he sent to the king, saying, Wherefore, as thou rent thy clothes, let him come now to me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. And Elisha sent a messenger unto him, saying, Go and wash in Jordan seven times, and thy flesh shall come again to thee, and thou shalt be clean. Simple instruction. Simple instruction. 
go and wash yourself in the Jordan what? Seven times. Just seven. Oh. They didn't give him any serious acquaintance. No serious direction. He's not paying consultation fee. Nothing. Go and wash yourself in the Jordan. But Naaman was wroth and went away and said, Behold, I thought he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. And not Abana. Now he's talking about what they, the rivers they have in, in, in their kingdom. <laughs> rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel. May I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. Stubborn man. Let's continue. And his servants came near and spoke unto him and said, My father, if the prophet had bid thee do some great thing, without thou not have done it, how much rather then when he said to thee, Wash and be clean. Simple message. Wash and be clean. Next one. Fifteen. And he returned to the man of God, he and all his company, and came and stood before him and said, Behold, now I know that there is no God in all the earth, but in Israel. Now, therefore, I pray thee, take the blessing of thy servant. Hallelujah. Simple message. When you listen to God's voice, you will not have any issue with your life. Even when you are making mistakes, when you hear God's voice, the mistakes will rather be turned into rights for you. You are not catching the revelation. I said, even when you are making mistakes, your mistakes will rather be turned into what? Your rights. Your mistakes will be turned into your rights. Because God is going to help you. He's going to grant you some grace so that when he speaks to you, you will listen and act accordingly. When Naaman finally decided that, okay, I'm going to listen to what the prophet is saying. I'll wash myself in the Jordan and see what the Lord will do. After washing himself, the Bible says what? He was made whole. He was made whole. His sickness was cured. It was cured. Simple instruction. When you are in school, don't cheat. Don't cheat in the exam. I know what I'm saying. When you are in school, don't cheat in the exam. I'm telling you. Don't cheat in any of your exams. Because you see, when you cheat in your exams and the results come, who does the glory go to? You cannot even glorify God. Can you glorify God? No. Don't cheat in your exams. God is granting some of us supernatural intellects this morning. Supernatural intellects, supernatural understanding, extraordinary wisdom such that we will not be ordinary people. We walk in dimensions of the supernatural. I'll pray for some group of people before I leave. I pray I don't forget. That will be the last thing I'll do. We must also what? Be very patient. We must not follow our fleshly desires. 
we must not be in a hurry to hear from God. That is why there's something called waiting on the Lord. When you are waiting on the Lord, you must not be in a hurry. You have to be patient because at the right time, the Lord is going to speak to you. Let me read this. We can miss God by being in a hurry to get what we want. If we don't wait, especially in important areas, we will bring trouble into our lives. Patience is becoming more finely tuned in one's life at all time. Hallelujah. I want us to read something from John chapter 7 verse 1 to 6. Jesus and his brothers. They said Jesus can do a lot of miracles. He can do a lot of he can do a lot of things. So they were pushing their brother Jesus to go and to expose himself. It should, it should come out, you know. You, you have the thing. So come out. Let people know that yes, you have it. You have it. After these things, Jesus walked in Galilee for he would not walk in Jewry because the Jews sought to kill him. Now the Jews' feast of tabernacles was at hand. His brethren therefore said unto him, Depart hence and go into the Judea, that thy disciples also may see the works that thou doest. They wanted Jesus to come out, come and show off. Let people see what you are made of. You know, they were pushing him. He said, For there is no man that doeth anything in secret, and he himself seeketh to be known openly. If thou do this thing, show thyself to the world. Five. For neither did his brethren believe in him. Six. Then Jesus said unto them, My time is not yet come, but your time is always ready. Jesus himself. He knew his time was not up. He knew it. Because he had not heard from God. He hasn't heard that he should come out. But his friends were pushing him, his, his brothers. Come out. Let everybody see what you are made of. Come and show off. You have the power. You can do the miracles. You can perform the signs and the wonders. You, the people want to see you. You cannot be hiding. You've been, you've been hiding for so long. The time has come. Come out. But Jesus himself knew that the time was not yet right for him to come out. Sometimes when you're when you are not patient, when you're in a hurry to come out because you're following your fleshly desires, you want people to see what you are made of. So even when you're not hearing from God, your flesh will be telling you that, oh, you have heard. You want to make some decisions in your life. Your flesh is telling you that this thing that you have done is the right thing to do. You've made up your mind. You haven't heard from God, but you are sure because your flesh, you are battling with your fleshly desires. And your fleshly desires tell you that this thing you are doing is okay. I pray that you will not be moved by your flesh. You will learn to be patient. You will learn to wait upon the Lord. Hallelujah. I have some few minutes. Let me see. Let me move to the next one. Now we ask ourselves, how does God speak to us? If I will engage us small, let me engage you. Can somebody bring the microphone around? How, how do you think God speaks to us? I want somebody, some of us to tell me. I'll talk about three of them and then I'll wrap up. Time is fast spent. How can we hear God's voice? I want three folks to just give me examples. Let me see what I have here. This is what you also have. Three ways God can speak to us. Who volunteer? Three people. I want three people to volunteer. Three. Wow. Nobody's willing. I don't want tomorrow. Yes, there's a man there. Just three. They are sitting down. We hear from God through his word. Through his word. God bless you. Uh-huh. The next one. I can see another hand. Two dreams. 
True dreams. Thank you. I also have that one here. People are giving me all that for confirming what I heard from God. That's good. Through music. Through music. Okay. Through prayer. Through prayer. Okay. Let me receive the last two. I can see another. Okay. Um, you can hear from God through visions. Through visions. Thank you. God's voice through people. Through what? People. Through people. God bless you. I have all that you have said here, but I'll talk about just three because of time. I'll pick uh, the dreams and the visions, and then I'll I'll, I'll pick uh, I'll also pick the prophecy or through uh, people. That's the prophecy, and then I'll pick the visions. The visions come with the dreams and the visions. They are together. I'll pick the two, and then I'll pick the prophecy. And then I'll pick uh, the last one, which is persistent promptings from God. So, but there's this very one I've talked about. Let me talk about this one briefly. Wisdom and common sense. Let me talk about that one. God speaks to us through wisdom and common sense. Simple. Wisdom and common sense. This thing you are going to do, you know it's wrong, but you still want to do it. You don't need, you don't need a prophet to come and tell you. You don't need an angel from heaven to come down to tell you this thing you are doing is wrong. You know it deep within your spirit. Your intellect, your spirit brain is telling you, no, this thing you are doing, don't go there. Wisdom and common sense. And by the grace of God, we all have it. And I pray that we will utilize it when the time comes. That you utilize your common sense and your wisdom when the time comes. That you will not make wrong decisions. Hallelujah. I also want to talk about the dreams and the visions. I know most of us here, we have been having dreams. And we've been seeing visions. That's another way God can speak to you. Some of us, when we have dreams, we are preaching to people. We see ourselves preaching to people. God is speaking to you. If you are like that, let me see you up. If you are here like that, you see yourself preaching to people in your dreams. Let me see you standing. Let me see you standing. There's nobody like that. You haven't seen yourself preaching before. You've seen yourself preaching before. Okay? See yourself preaching before. Hey, there are ladies. One, two, three, four. Sit down. I'll pray for you before I close. Those of you who kept it, don't come. Uh, dreams and visions. I've already spoken about Joseph being a dreamer. He was seeing things. The Lord was revealing things to him. Last week, Uncle Bijutu was speaking about the Proverbs. Um, what's his name? The Valley of the Dry Bones. What's the name of the prophet? Ezekiel. Yes. The prophet Ezekiel. He had a vision about the dry bones. God was speaking to him about the nation Israel. God was speaking to, to Israel through a prophet in the form of a vision. What he was about to do for the Israelites, what he was going to do. And God was revealing it to him in the form of a vision. 
there are some of us here like that. You've been seeing visions. You are walking by then. You are seeing things. God is showing you things. If I pray that God will raise people like that here. You see vision wherever you find yourself. Wherever you go, the Lord will speak to you through a vision concerning the place. Even in your classroom, you should see a vision about the kind of friends you have. You should see them well. Yes. Yes. Your friends around you in school, some of them, they are not good. They are not good, so you have to take them off. But before you do it, you have to hear God's voice. You have heard, but you want to be sure. I pray the Lord will show you a vision about it. Amen. And then, the prophecy. You know about prophecy. The prophecy, there are so many prophets in the Bible. Isaiah, Jeremiah, my time is done. I want to wrap up. I prophet Isaiah, the next I get opportunity, I'll talk about some of these things into details. The prophet Isaiah, the Lord used him. Jeremiah, Daniel, Elijah. You know in the Bible, we have major prophets and minor prophets. They were called during a particular period of time. God wanted to speak to his people and he had to use these prophets. And they had the ability to hear God's voice. So the Lord was ministering to these people directly. I pray the Lord is going to raise some prophets in this building. The Lord is going to raise some prophetess in this building. The Lord, you are not receiving it. The Lord will raise some apostles in this place. The Lord is going to raise some evangelists in this place. The Lord will raise some pastors in this place. The Lord will raise some teachers in this place. Yes. These are all major callings. Don't operate by their own strength and by their own means because the Lord speaks to them. Hallelujah. I have to finish. I've closed. Let's be upstanding. The time has not been favorable, but it's fine. Let's be on our feet. Let's pray. I want you to. I want us to close our eyes and pray. Let's pray and thank God for today's word. Let's thank Him for His word. I want you to lift up your voice and say that, Lord, I want to hear your voice. I want to hear your voice from this day forward. I didn't get the opportunity to talk more about Samuel and how he had the opportunity to hear God's voice, but he didn't know that God was speaking to him. At a tender age, the Lord called Samuel, and the Bible says that he heard a voice saying, that he heard a voice calling unto him, Samuel, Samuel. But he didn't know who was calling him, so he went to see the prophet Eli. And he was asking Eli if Eli was the one calling him. He went there on three good occasions. And the third time he approached Eli, Eli told him that the next time he hears that same voice, he should respond, Master, speak, for thy servant heareth. I want you to pray this morning and say, that, Lord, I want to hear your voice. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Say that, Lord, I want to hear your voice concerning every area of my life. I want to hear you when you speak. I want to hear your voice, Lord. I want to hear your voice, Lord. You may not look qualified, but like the, the, the young man called Samuel, he was called at a tender age and he heard God's voice for the very first time at a tender age. It doesn't matter how old you are, 
But this morning, I'm coming to you and saying that uh, as we are lifting up our voice in prayer this morning, that you will hear God's voice from this day forward. In the name of Jesus, I want to hear you pray. The four ladies that stood up, I want you to come and stand here with social distancing. The four ladies. Rikata baya la bala bala bolos. Rapatanda ya da bala bala ba. Riko tondo lo bolo 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 bosa ta ta ta. Rakatanda ya da bala bala ba. Rakatanda ya la bala ba. I want you to pray for yourself. And say, the Lord, I want you to speak to me. I want to hear your voice from this day forward. I want to hear your voice from this day forward. Concerning my friends, concerning my future, concerning what I want to do in my life, I want to hear your voice, Lord. Don't look at me, you pray. The anointing of the Lord is coming upon these four ladies. The four ladies standing here. The anointing of the Lord is coming upon them because God has chosen them. Holy Ghost, rest upon them this morning. Rest upon these ones. Rest upon these ones, Lord. Let them hear your voice from this day forward. The grace to see dreams, the grace to see fishes, the grace to read your word, oh Lord. Let it come upon us this morning. Open your mouth and pray. Say, Lord, I want to hear your voice. I want to hear. 